guys. Thank you for listening to the Freaking Epic Podcast. This is Zach and... John. And John. And we are back from a hiatus that was caused by really nothing, but I was making rap songs. John, did you listen to my rap song? I it's did about not. pancakes. <laughs> oh, I meant to. I meant you to. You horrible man. It's, about, it's a rap about pancakes. I will at some point in time. It will happen. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome back, John. Happy birthday. And what you thinking, John? Uh, I am thinking about one thing and one thing in particular. So I started a new job recently. Actually, um, uh-huh. I, I think we talked That's about this in one, yeah. Yeah, uh, in one of our previous ones. But something that uh, comes up semi-often is that it, we will defer a donor or send them away if they smell bad. If yeah. they smell like absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Um, however... I have realized that I have developed a sense of nose to this, of if a donor smells bad, smells real, real bad. Yeah. Um, I, I've developed a really sense of nose to it, um, and sometimes I can't even be in the room with the donor. Like I'll, wow. I will like have to um, just start breathing through my mouth and rush through the uh, screening process because I, I just I can't do it anymore. Wow. But so that got me thinking, you know, about different noses because sometimes I smell something like completely awful or a donor smells awful to me. Um, but most of the other people don't smell it. And that yeah. got me thinking about, um, essential oils. <laughs> I that, cannot... by the way, that is, uh, that is the third song we're going to make. Uh, our, my th- our third rap song is about essential oils. I can't stand the smell of them. Oh, it, really? it, it gives me a headache. I don't know what it is about it. Like every single kind of essential oil, more or less, that uh, my friends use, or huh. if like any of them is ever being used, it gives me a headache. I I can't stand being in the same room. Like I'll, I'll bear it if they're my friends, but I can't stand it. Uh-huh. But that got me thinking um, about different how people smell things and react to things differently. Because in the opposite of that. I can't even smell if my like unless my cat has like literally just gone. Uh-huh. I I can't smell her um, litter anymore. Wow! Like it's just because the litter box is in the same because I live in a more or less of a uh, studio situation kind of thing. So yeah, just my well, bedroom. What I've been told about that by um, by Febreze commercials is uh, you've gone nose blind. Yeah, exactly that. I've gone nose blind of I cannot smell my cat anymore. Um, and people get mad at me for it because it's like, yo, your cat's litter box stinks. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I do not smell it. Um, but you and, can smell the funk of the uh, unwashed. Yeah, and I can smell um, or of essential oils. Like, if it's really strong, it, I, can't, I can't handle it. You and know so what I can, I can smell? I can smell people who are trying to sell me Amway. Amway? <laughs> Just like, oh, you're with Worldwide Group, aren't you? That's why you're talking to me randomly at the same Panera that every other Amway person frequents. See, I thought this was going to be one of those stupid, stupid jokes. No, it's, it's uh, completely true. Like, I, well, I mean, I no, can't no. smell them, but... No, I, I thought it was going to be like one of those stupid jokes of, uh, it's just like Henway. Just like Henway? I don't know what that means. What's a Henway? Uh, About 10 pounds. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. See, that's why I thought it was going to be one of those jokes. No. Like, also, hens do not weigh 10 pounds. Yeah, I know. I, for, I, for, just, for purchased, uh, I just purchased a rotisserie chicken, and it was like barely even two pounds. It's depressing. I could have <laughs> 10 pounds of rotisserie chicken. My life be would be big, big chicken. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm see. I'm pro steroids when it comes to the Olympics and when it comes to chickens. Feed the steroid. I want roid chickens. Delicious roid chickens. roid chickens. <laughs> but anyways, going back on topic now, it's what that got me thinking about how I have smells that are particularly strong to me, or I, I have a sensitive nose, except for when it comes to my cat. That got me thinking about that study that was um, done where theoretically everyone could see colors differently because everyone has a different yeah. amount of like rods and cones in your eyes. And well, just... I mean, not not everyone. Some people could, yeah. Regardless. It's, it's not like one, yeah. But yeah, 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 for sure. Of people seeing and interpreting the world differently. Uh-huh. So that got me thinking of, you know, what, what are some other things that are like your... Like, what senses are you, would you say your strongest are? And, yeah, like, how, how do you think, see things or feel things or hear things better or worse or differently than other people? I definitely hear music differently than other people because uh-huh. all of my friends make fun of my taste in rap because they like rappers typically who... Um, are kind of more wordsmithy, um, but usually the rappers that they like, not not always, but a lot of times don't really work with the beat. And I personally like, you know, rappers that I have been told are terrible by all my friends, like Nicki Minaj type, um, uh, like Drake or Lil Wayne. Uh. Like I like I like them because I think I'm here because when I was making the song um, with my with uh, Duran. I felt like there were times like him or my brother Michael couldn't tell that they were very slightly off the beat. And every time it happened, I could tell. So I, I'm, I'm positive in that way that I can, I'm hearing something different than what they're hearing because to me, like the, vo- the voice is another instrument and I'm kind of, it's kind of like, um, like a symphony or something. Um, mm. I can hear the, um, I can hear kind of the integration of the voice as a, as an instrument, which doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, some musical genius. I'm positive that there are other musical things that I don't hear, but I think that everyone, I think, I think there's really, it's really interesting also to look at um, different, um, by the way, you're kind of blowing in the mic a little bit right now. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Um, I think it's interesting to look at the fact that, um, different people at different times can notice different things. So like you're saying, you might, you right now can't smell your cat litter, but if you went away from your cat for a week or a month, the moment you got back, you'd smell it fully because your brain would have unadjusted. It would have readjusted to your new normal. And Mm -hmm. so the fact, and also the fact that you right now have to work with, um, people that you have to smell as part of your job, it hyper-focuses you on that sense. I think that there's there's an interesting case to be made that a lot of people's skills and uh, are determined by 
what their life is like. So the fact that you have that skill is solely because of your job. And if you stopped having that job, you'd still notice it when you thought about it because you'd be able to kind of refine those brain connections, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to smell it anymore. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. That was an interesting thing. And so my dad has been cooking a lot of ginger chicken lately. Uh-huh. And because he's been cooking a lot of ginger chicken, I- I'm really like in tune with what ginger smells like. And we got this new air freshener at work for if a donor stank. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as the first time someone sprayed it without me seeing what was coming from, I just immediately picked up the scent of ginger. Yeah. And I was, it was making me super hungry because my dad's ginger chicken is uh, super, super good. But it was making me super hungry. And I couldn't figure out what was causing it for the life of me. And I was just kind of like wandering around um, in between donors up until I found the can of air spray. Yeah. I was like, this wasn't here before. This is a can of air spray. I wonder what this smells like. Maybe this is what's causing me to be super hungry. I uh, sprayed it. And there it was, that smell of ginger. But none of my other coworkers could smell the ginger. And I started to get a little um, insane still, over you're it. You're still in the mic a little bit, by the way. Uh, I'm still getting the kind of breathing in the mic. Uh, okay. Okay. But I started to go a little bit insane because it's like, no, no, there's ginger in here. I know there's ginger in here. I know it. <laughs> yep. I know it. To the point of – because it didn't – I looked at the – ingredients on the label and it just had various other scents past the yeah. like actual chemical compounds i was like uh, i have to google it so i ended up googling the manufacturer and googling exactly what the other scents were even then i couldn't find the exact list or if ginger was a part of it but i could smell the ginger and i yeah. just it made me hungry and so that made me think of if it's uh associating the smell of or something along those lines of something in the uh, airspray was triggering the scent of uh, ginger for me. Yeah, uh, I know some play, uh, some restaurants put like cookie smell in the air or have kind of like um, in their central air, they'll have certain types of air fresheners. So it, uh, they've actually kind of done research on what smells will make you eat more. Really? Yeah. Well, I knew that was the thing with colors. Of oh, color yeah. uh, therapy. That's why McDonald's is uh, yellow and red. And the same with Burger King and Wendy's. A lot of them have red Chick- and yellow. Chick-fil-A is red Chick-fil-A also. Because red induces hunger. Yeah. There's there's a lot of, a lot of weird little things yeah. like that in the world. I find that super interesting because it, it just makes me really think about like what are people doing to us subliminally that are triggering us to want to do things because I started thinking about, I, I was reading this super interesting article when, and when I say article, I just mean like this Twitter users rant slash scientific journey on memes. basically. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, not memes. Uh, well, yes, memes were a part of it, but basically it was talking about how the differences in advertising has changed through the access of uh, Twitter. Yeah. So you're noticing that all of the major restaurants have Twitters, like major Twitters. Yeah, of course. And, and not just like the – Not just like, like we, uh, we apologize. Or, yeah, not, not, the, like um, the, 
not the corporate ones, but actually like Wendy's where they're, it's like an actual person. It's, you've got an attitude and like, they are, they're tweeting as a character, not as a, not as a brand. Even then they're not even tweeting as a character. Well, I guess it, it is a character somewhat, but they're talking about how the, these restaurants and things and these brands are getting into memes, memes that aren't even remotely related to their restaurants whatsoever but it's name recognition and impulse uh thinking of hey wendy's made a super hilarious tweet today i i think i'm gonna get wendy's and it was talking about the whole um user growth of people or consumer growth ratings of wendy's and things like that ever since they started memeing and doing things like that that weren't just hey come try our new spicy this and this and this burger of where it's the meme of uh, the guy slapping the car. Uh, yeah, 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 I know what you're doing. And there was one, uh, the picture that you used in reference had literally nothing to do with Wendy's past the uh, Wendy's head on uh, the car salesman guy. Uh-huh. And it was slapping the car of the roof and it was like, this, uh, this baby can fit so many, like something ridiculous, like dead bodies or something <laughs> It was probably not dead bodies, but yeah. Well, I think it might have been something along the lines of right. dead bodies. Okay, it is Wendy's, so like Wendy's is the ballsiest uh, of the corporate chains. Well, yeah, when it comes and to social media. It's stuff like that. It had nothing to do with Wendy's whatsoever, but it was still hilarious. And there's been uh, growth charts showing how, uh, in that particular day, when people read that tweet, more people went to Wendy's. Wow. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about how. Advertising is getting super subliminal. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of the thing is that we as a society, specifically in America and a few other westernized countries, but we have a severe lack of community because it used to be that you would go to your church or something along those lines, community center, and everyone would kind of do things together because you had to. And now we, I mean, the average home size has tripled since, almost tripled since uh, 1950. Um, So from, you know, the average family uh, in 1950 was, had 3.7 kids. So they were, it was like six people in a 983 square foot apartment, uh, house. Now the average uh, family has uh, 1.7 kids. And they're in and how the average American house is 2,600 and like 34 feet or something like that. Um, so we have so much less kind of communal experience. So memes make us, those memes make us feel like we're kind of a part of Wendy's community. And so the communal cell, the communal feeling sells tremendously. Like, why do you think people go to Starbucks? It's not because they're necessarily better coffee it's because they feel like they're a part of something like when i go to starbucks good things can happen because i'm in my community you know it's the equivalent of someone going you know when i go to my um my civics group you know or my my pta board or my church back in the day um now they're just they're kind of getting that feeling from starbucks and wendy's Mm mm-hmm that's really interesting. I never really thought about things like that. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think about stuff like this, this all the time. Uh, this this the is my life. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So to go back to the original point, what, um, what sense 
do you think you have that maybe other people don't or that you experience in a different way? Well, it's obviously my my sense of smell because well, my sense of smell, I guess, is the only thing that I can think of. And this is mostly just due to I find things super repulsive that other people like or find calming or is proven to be calming like essential oils i cannot stand to be in the same room as someone's if someone opens up a bottle of essential oils i can tell it just i start to get a weird kind of headache that i don't usually get but you could be uh allergic to one of the base oils that they use in all the oils like because the oils aren't just you know you know rose or jasmine or or sandalwood or whatever they're not just that i don't think sandalwood's more for perfume and clones but um they don't just use the you know the lemongrass oil they always have a base compound of you know a couple or three different oils that they that's a good carrier so it might be that you're actually allergic to um to one of the carrier oils oh maybe uh one of our friends uh who's staying at my parents house uh, she had to move out of her house because she's allergic to like a lot of different chemicals, and it it got to the point where they're building her they're building us like a house that just for her with um, like completely avoiding all of these chemicals. And really? while she yeah she's been because you know they give her headaches, make her break out, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And she's in the ho- in my parents' house. And for whatever reason, one of the uh, things she's allergic to came into the house. So she can be in there, but it also kind of – she can't be in there forever. So she actually – she's she's staying with my parents, but she's um, sleeping in a tent in the backyard specifically to avoid those kind of uh, situations really? where, you know, the, the kind of the feeling you get with the essential oils. Mm-hmm. So that is a common thing, and I think people are having – Maybe more I, – well, I don't know. There's, there's kind of two ways to think about it. Either people are having a lot more allergic reactions because we're not using a lot different things than we used to um, that mm-hmm. are kind of more processed. Or people we're just noticing it a lot more and we just thought, oh, this person uh, is a very cranky person. But really they were just you know, constantly living in an allergic reaction. You know, It's kind of funny to think about like um, – like, um, uh, vacation spots from, you know, you know, if you're in the 1800s and you live in England, you go to Bath, you know, like, um, right. you, you would go to different vacation spots and there's a concept in my head that maybe people are different during vacation, not simply because, not solely because, you know, the lack of, um, of, um, you know, obligations and responsibilities, stuff like that, but also because there are different environmental factors. Like one mm-hmm. of my, probably my core, most core belief is that everything matters and everything means something. And it's, um, that we just can't, ne- we just don't necessarily understand what it means um, or all the factors of what it means. But a lot of times I, I like to think about like, you know, people in the, you know, in China in the, 900 980 you know something like that and people are always kind of going oh they believed in that you know grinding up pheasant bones would uh take a would cure this specific ailment 
And mm-hmm. I always think that, you know, we don't understand what the um, environmental conditions were. So there may have been, based on the foods available in that region, like an extreme, um, so let's say people had an extreme magnesium deficiency because the foods that were available in that area didn't contain a lot of magnesium. So then if you, you know, were to grind up pheasant bones, I, I don't think they have much magnesium in them, but just as a, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. they might, that might've been, um, assuaging their, their extreme, uh, deficit of magnesium. So it really might have worked. Like, I think that not all, but I think that a large portion of kind of, um, old wives tales, home remedy type things actually had a basis in truth, but we are just living in such a different society with different dearth deficits and different needs that you know we make fun of it because for us it doesn't do anything but for them it legitimately might have been life-changing to have you know powdered rhino horn or whatever it is you know right so i think i think that it's kind of like the smell thing like you've gone nose blind to your cat but you're also Mm -hmm. hyper hyper aware of kind of the um the unwashed smell and i think that mm. i think that everyone is basically going through some version of that with like 50 different things at once and probably 48 of them we have no idea that we notice but you know my brother steven i think has kind of i think what they're figuring out is that he has a long-term concussive sy- syndrome syndrome and so loud noises bug him a lot more than other people you know, so like we might have just been like, hey, he's kind of cranky or something. But really, it might mm-hmm. be a completely re- legitimate reaction to stimuli that we just aren't experiencing. I think kind of a lot of life goes like that. Like if you're able to just go, you know what, they're experiencing the world differently than I am. And I have to kind of try to figure out how they're experiencing it so that I can kind of create a common commonality, common ground between them, between us. Okay. I, I accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Right. I think, I think I might, uh, my, my sense that might be heightened is sugar because I love it to a far sugar. too high degree. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, that's all I got for this cool. one, at least. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Freaking Epic Podcast. We will be back again approximately uh, when I feel like it. But if you want me to be back more often and stop quitting like a jerk, then just you like know, a leave a dingus. comment and be like, hey, Zach, stop quitting. We like this podcast. And I'll be like, oh, my goodness, someone cares. Um.